Hi, everybody. Kel Weinhold from The Professor is In, and welcome to the new iteration of our podcast. Right now, we are recording the podcast live on Wednesday afternoons, 2 p.m. Pacific, via Zoom. You can join us for that recording, or you can listen here the following week on Tuesdays. Or you can do both. We welcome you in all aspects. If you would like to support the podcast, you can head over to bit.ly slash ourpod, B-I-T dot L-Y slash O-U-R-P-O-D and join as a supporting member, which gets you access to a private social media group and monthly webinars and lots of other treats. So uh, thanks for listening. We're happy to be back after a longer than expected break. And we look forward to talking to you on all the platforms. Okay, guys. Um, so, because Karen's not here, I'm going to start the topic off for today. Um, that I was going to tell Karen about when we got on here anyway. But this is kind of a productivity topic and a thing that I've been interested in. I've been interested in um, three things. One, how do you set yourself up to start writing? How do you maintain writing? And how do you set yourself up? How do you end your writing sessions to, um, to assure that you have an easy entry into your writing next time? So show of hands, um, you got your raised hand option, show of hands um, that, of whether that is a, um, a topic that will be of interest or use to you today. Show of hands. Oh my goodness, look at all those show of hands. Okay, um, so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about um, how to get started writing, how to keep writing, and how to end writing in a way that sets you up to get started on writing. And the people who are on the call who I coach in groups or individually, which I do, by the way, um, I do productivity coaching for um, both individuals and groups. Well, have heard me talk about this this last week, so it won't be new, but it'll be a new version of it. So what do you use? And you guys can go ahead um, and uh, talk. You all can toss in what you do too. But what do you, what do you, what do you need to get going writing? Like what are the things that you feel like you need in place or that you tell yourself, like, I have to have oh, to get mental, writing? mental space. Right. And hence I never have it. And hence I never write. Okay. All right, but let's say, let's say that you had, so, okay, so for you to get started writing, you have to have mental space, mm -hmm. right? So define mental space for me. Like that nothing else is, there are no other fires I'm putting out. <laughs> okay, so now we know why you don't write, right? right? Okay, so how about you guys? What are the things that you need, feel like you need to get started writing? And if you had mental space, what, then what would, what would make you sit your butt down and write? So, yeah. Well, I need that sense that there is something that I want out of having written. I want to have. I want to think. <clears throat> Either I want this to get. Um, I want this message to get out because it's absolutely essential, or there's like a personal career goal or something like that I like for example I desperately need to write the second edition of the professor's in book 
and everything is in place for me to submit that to the publisher, but I never write it. Because no mental space or because you can't quite find that fire? Both. Okay. So, so, so this all comes from a conversation that I was having with a scholar in the UK who as part of their annual training had to um, do a safety test. And one of the safety tests was to understand the fire triangle. Um, and the fire triangle is ignition, fuel, and air. And so if a fire is burning and you want it to go out, you, you squeeze off one of those locations. So then I got to thinking about how does that relate to like igniting something you want to do and igniting your writing? And what is fire? What is ignition? What is fuel? What is air to keep it going? And where does it constrict? And the number one place, not the number one, but one of the huge places where people constricts is starting it all, the ignition process. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you get it going? Mm -hmm. Which, if you look at science, ignition takes the most energy, mm -hmm. right? Converting one state to another state. And if I, and for me, in terms of who I am, if I just started, it'd be done. I'd be, I would never have any trouble continuing to right, do it. Because you have the fuel in the air. Yeah. You just need ignition. Mm -hmm. Many require particular things for ignition. Right. The thing that I think that people get into is that they get into um, either impossible goals, mm -hmm. mental space with no fires to put out, yeah. or um, so that the goals don't work, or they get into like, I should be able to start this way, right? Mm -hmm. Right? I should be able to do it in X. Like, my advisor does it this way, so I mm -hmm. should be able to do it. My ignition should be the same as every everybody else's, right? right. So, we have to first start with asking ourselves and understanding what, what does it take for me to start? Mm -hmm. Because if you say what it takes for you to start, your goal is impossible. It is impossible. Right. It's literally impossible. It's literally impossible. Mm -hmm. But I bet you're not thinking that when you're beating yourself up for not working on your book. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. If you beat yourself up. Right? I don't know what I do. Or stress no yourself idea. about your book. For those of you who are <laughs> stressing yourself about not doing your projects, it's my guess. Empty inbox. Oh, whatever. Then set work hours, like an office job. <laughs> That's going to happen. Both of those wow. are equally likely. Wow. Really? So one of the comments, so we're recording this for the podcast, so mm. we need to make sure this is clear. One of the comments of a, of a thing that people need is mental space, just like Karen, an empty inbox, quiet, no social media diet, quiet morning. So those are some of the things that people are throwing in as the thing that they need for ignition, right? So so if you have a an expectation for ignition that is unreachable, those so for me, that example of an empty inbox, I can't mm -mm. no. Not possible. Not possible for me. I don't have an empty inbox and I don't I'm not a subscriber to zero inbox because I think I have other priorities than my inbox. But if that is that what are you going to do to make sure that happens? Mm -hmm. If it's not possible, what are you going to change so then you can maybe have a different kind of ignition? Mm -hmm. So if you you have done this before, right, Karen? You've tried to start a fire in damp conditions. And that you were talking, we're, this is not a metaphor. No, this, this is, is real life. Fire. fire. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> so she's not a pyro. We camp. And she I loves am a pyro. She actually but she doesn't burn down people's houses. She likes to build campfires. But but you know in wet conditions, right? Yeah. In wet conditions. So I think of 
trying to start writing after you've put it off as damp conditions. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Everything you sort of tamp down or poured water mm -hmm. on or poured something on the enthusiasm. And you've got this, you've got this tinder there, but mm -hmm. it is damp. Mm -hmm. Right? So one of the keys is that you kind of have to go over here and find a teeny tiny little bit and just get it going mm -hmm. and then add to it slowly. Okay. You're saying Mm -hmm. I would like to have a roaring fire to start a mm -hmm. roaring fire. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So to light the damp wood. Right. I would like to have a roaring fire to light the damp wood, which is <laughs> not possible. So right. then it becomes how do I ship um how do I ship my enthusiasm or my enthusiasm? Mm -hmm. How do I ship my um ignition? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. How do I come over here and say that's not possible? But I still want to get a fire going, so lighting that all that wet wet stuff I've collected isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. But I could go over here and I could shave off this little piece of wood and I could get it started and I could add one thing and I could add one thing. So building the metaphor, yeah. doing a small task, right? Or well, because I just want to say that Eric has just said here I'm transitioning into user research field and I'm intrigued by agile methods, um, particularly Kanban for breaking tasks up and managing them. Right. Sorry, I did a Japanese pronunciation there. I actually don't know what that is or how to pronounce it. It's a whole, pro it's another productivity problem. Oh, okay. Intrigued because I also have problems with English. Right, so, and it's just like that. But the first thing we have to do is we have to actually look and say, what, what do I need to start writing? And then we have to see if we've set ourselves up to never being able to start because our goal is unreasonable. Then we have to say, okay, my goal is unreasonable. Lighting that big pile of wet kindling is not going to work. All right. What else feels like a small start or a or heating up the, the, the like preheating the, the kindling, doing something that will do it. So in a for in a in a campfire, you go take a little tiny bit of fuel, you get it hidden from the wind all together and you light that little tiny bit of fuel mm. you don't then pile all the wet wood on top of it right so i see people do this like they get their little flame going and they start their work and then like i have to write my book <laughs> right? instead of i'm just going to go over here and open it i'm mm -hmm. just going to go over here and mm. do whatever true so those are two different things but the, but the in terms of what is your ignition mm -hmm. and then what is um what is it reasonable and that nobody's ignition has to be like yours. Mm -hmm. So yours may be walking around the block five times, thinking about your project before you sit down and cut. Mm -hmm. Another person's may be reading what they wrote before. Mm -hmm. Another person's may be reading somebody else's writing. Mm -hmm. Another person's maybe um, I have one, my clients was telling me that their thing is they basically just sit there and do like a mantra to themselves. If you can do this, it doesn't have anything to do. It's just a rough draft. It's just this. And don't get caught up and just start typing, sort of like just revving your engine right. before you go. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything. It has to be your thing. Mm -hmm. And it has to be your thing that is reasonable. So right? what do you, what do you guys do? Do you have? Ignition. Um, what's that thing? I, what's that thing? The flint? Yeah. I bought one of these things and I decided I was going to teach myself to start a fire without using matches, using the flint. Right. And the, is it matchable? Or Yeah, just the, the, yeah, just the, the anyway. friction. You're using the Yeah, I just can't remember what the word is. But anyhow, yes. And I did eventually learn how to do it. And it was really cool. <laughs> and actually, if you do it well, it's really fast. 
um, but when just you're fast, first learning, when you're, it's not fast at all. Yeah, but yeah. but it's patience, and that's a really good. I mean, it's a really it good is. thing. It is, and also it's even ever more important that the thing that the kindling you use is extremely flammable, because unlike a match, it doesn't um, it doesn't stay lit even for a second. Right. So, so you have to have it um, right there, ready to go. So that's my question. I just stop right reading more. So that was your like your mission. Your mission is just stop reading and start writing, whether you think you're ready or not. Right. I'm just going to go on your market set. Go absolutely. Right. The time. Yeah. And for some people, that's the ignition. The mm -hmm. timer just went off. That you know, the clock's hit nine. I'm writing at nine. Right. I set a timer. Mm -hmm. I um, rereading what you've written. Right. So coming to uh, know and um, grab what is your ignition and use it is the thing I'm asking you to do. Like actually use it instead of trying to find something else. Are I you think this what I've written and working on it. I um, love that because then I'm like, no, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> and then pretty soon I'm typing. So much of your motivation for everything is no. This <laughs> is true. So I stopped running after perfectionism. That's fantastic. Right. So, so I think that that's really interesting question though. I stopped running after perfectionism. What does that mean on the ground? Does that mean that you can start if you say it's just a shitty draft? Mm -hmm. Does it mean, um, you said I'm fine with 90%, mm -hmm. 90%. I coached to 90% all the time, mm -hmm. mostly because all y'all work at 120 and you don't know what so 90 is, is, is closer, closer to 100. Actually, a lot of times I coach at 80, but and so you can hit a hundred and quit overworking. But so that's the, that's the first thing I want you to think about. What is your ignition? And if you are so sunk down in the wet without even a match to spark it, mm -hmm. continuing to beat yourself up because you can't light the fire under your work is the equivalent of sitting in a rainstorm with a wet match and a pile of paper and saying, I'm, I suck that I can't start this fire. Hmm. You can't start the fire because the elements and the circumstances do not allow for a fire to be started mm -hmm. because and you don't have the fuel mm -hmm. to start the fire. You don't have the fuel. And you don't have the fuel and to start And you don't have the thing. What? In the triangle, the first thing. Air. Well, that it's ignition. Ignition. Well, yeah, you don't have the thing that will ignite it either. Right. Because you, because right. it's, if it's wet, it's not actually a work functional match. Right. This is quite an interesting analogy. <laughs> it's very useful. It, I think yeah. I found it very useful. And um, so I and so I think that talking, speaking honestly about COVID, and the you know amplified crisis on campuses and in higher education and the conditions of employment, that has got to be the rainstorm. Right. That right. has to be the rainstorm. Right. The rainstorm that has dampened the fuels. Yeah. So completely. Because I really, when I first was coaching this metaphor, I was really thinking about fuel as being us, right? Have you had enough sleep? Have you had enough food? Have you had enough water? Do you have enough fuel to do this? And then there's also just the, the psychological fuel. And so if you're, you're a thing of, I need space, mm -hmm. is that the spark you need or is that the fuel you need? Like, I don't have, I mean, so you get to approach this any way that you want to, mm -hmm. right? Right? But somebody stole fire from the gods, it just blew up there. Okay, well, so asking yourself, um, what 
am I am I asking myself to light a fire in a rainstorm with no protection and nowhere to hide? And to do that, what we need to do is take a little bit of whatever and carry it over to a shelter and get ourselves collected. I was wondering where you were going to go with the analogy. I, in my mind, was going to, I'm going to build a little hut. That's fine. Build a little hut. <laughs> But if, you, if, if the academics we like, work with would build a here? little hut for shelter, uh-huh. if they actually were feeling like this, right. and instead of dig deeper, try harder, figure it out, beat right. yourself up, right. try a little harder, make yourself a little tired, make yourself a little sicker, if they just said, hmm, I'm going to build myself a hut, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stay in here until this little patch of ground is dry. Right. Dry enough to start a fire. It may not be dry, mm-hmm. but it's at dry least enough. dry enough to start yeah. a fire. I am interested, since we have 28 people here, I'm interested to know what you, I'd like to hear what you think so far yeah. of all the things that Kel has said and I have commented about. Like, is COVID the rainstorm? Is, you know. Oh, right. Writing, somebody just said in the comments, I sometimes think of the writing hours as the hut. And I think that can be absolutely true. I just ran away from the academic rainstorm. Right. Yeah. I mean, the whole professors out group is like, you know, asking, asking different questions and making different decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. So I actually have something I want to say. Um, The exhaustion of teaching through COVID is the rainstorm. Boy, I believe that. I, you haven't seen this, but I just put a blog post up yesterday called uh, Everyone Needs Play. This is actually a different coaching principle from you, but I think you might find it useful because I decided, because people were on a couple of the pages, both pages saying, what is it with the rabbits anyway? Like, I'm sorry, did I miss something? And so, so I wrote a blog post about where did the rabbit paintings come from? And basically it was that it's play. It's like, I have no agenda with it. It just came out of somewhere. I don't know where. And, um, and that I know from previous experience that when I start doing something like this with completely unconscious mind that something's percolating beneath the surface but I and it will come out when it comes out and I can't force it out the play is what's going to be the conduit mm-hmm. to get it out mm-hmm. and there's no perfectionism with play because you can't be a perfect player <laughs> there's this thing as perfect play it's just are you enjoying it and are you is it gratifying so anyway no I think well first of all I think that fits very neatly into what I coach over about trying to get people back to their own enjoyment, their own pleasure about doing things that have nothing to do with work, taking weekends off, finding things that go finding, making your list of 10 things that were your joy before the graduate school Mm -hmm. took them away from you Um, and and getting back to those, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just wondering sort of where do they fit? Do they help you? Do they help I think you air, find the ignition no, or the, the air? I think, well, I think there's two different things, right? So I think that if we don't have any fuel, play is a way that we can go over there and get ourselves collected and build our For sure. Cup, right? yeah, so absolutely. play can be our cup. Yeah. But yeah. I also think that once you're in your work, that sometimes, first of all, play can be ignition, right? I feel like people can, can if they spent less time trying to sit down and craft the perfect paragraph and spent more time taking a piece of paper and scribbling out ideas mm-hmm. or painting their, I don't care, like paint your ideas, make a, um, make a, make a pie chart of pretty colors, anything mm-hmm. that's looser. I think you get to your ideas faster, right? Play is um, a marvelous flamethrower. Yeah. There we go. Right? 
So I think play is um, is can be that, and uh -huh. it can be the to get enough fuel to start. Yeah, I want to say to Jennifer, who said sometimes I I need hibernation more than play, that if you had asked me the day before I painted my first rabbit painting what I needed, I would have said I need hibernation. I don't need play. I, need, I have no time. I have no energy. What are you talking about? Stop making me play. I can't do it. And then, so it's a little bit like it came out of, I don't know, it just came out of an unconscious space, if that makes sense. If I had consciously said, okay, Karen, now paint these paintings in order to feel rejuvenation, it wouldn't have happened. So it's kind of like, what am I trying to say? It's kind of unplanned in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah, what I think I what you're what saying is, say. I mean, I think the danger that we run into is that we, if we make play, if we instrumentalize play, I'm going to play so I can work. I Which mean, is that, what like all those corporate coaches do. Right. It's and so that's annoying. Not, well, I guess it is sort of what I was saying is like, yeah, you can use that as a place to build a shelter. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to be super careful that it's not like I'm going to go play over here. So then I have the resources so to I write my dissertation. I'm kind of interested in loosening up. So I think of that as play. Um, I think like in work, I think of it as play, like play around, loosen up, mm -hmm. getting so attached to words, mm -hmm. to the thing, to the structure, mm -hmm. play a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I think play can pre can be ignition. I think play can be anger, mm -hmm. right? One of the things that somebody said to me on one of my groups was that they were kind of beating themselves up because they were really struggling to write a piece. And, and so they made this deal with themselves to write a sentence and then do one of those little quick 15 minutes of a little quick click game. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the game was, but just a click game. Mm -hmm. And then write another sentence in the click game. Mm -hmm. And I said, why are you beating yourself up? You found the perfect air to keep the fire going, mm. right? You had it going, you blew some air on it to get it over to this side and you just kept doing it. Yes, it took longer. Mm -hmm. But if, if you would ex take it away, the judgment about how you should write. Mm -hmm. So to me, that feels like a, a version of play. Like I'm just mm -hmm. going to do this a different way than everybody else. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. Well, what, I wanted what? to see what um, Eric said about um, biologists tend to describe the activities of non human animals as having some purpose, anything but play or joy, a very capitalistic understanding. It's actually a very colonized mind understanding of play and joy because they think that they're, that it comes at, well, yes, you're talking about evolutionary right? biologists, by the way. And that was right. a critical modifier well, but i also think that this idea that you <laughs> that everything is done to get to achieve something and uh -huh. build something and grow something is definitely a colonizer uh -huh. mentality about everything and yeah. that there is a purpose to just do it mm -hmm. um and i'm always trying to find the balance when we live in we're trying to run this razor's edge of surviving in capitalism while i'm not repeatedly capitulating to it to our own demise and it's a fucking hard job right so i do think that that's a, like our purpose can just be to be. Mm -hmm. Our purpose is to be. Yeah, it actually is. That's our purpose. The lie is that we have to justify our existence. Right. We have to produce to and be. And we have to work. produce to be of value. Look, but how do you get and out come of to find out play needs to be voluntary. That's actually an academically defined thing. Of course, there's an academic definition of play. <laughs> All right. So you are a person mm. who has, once you start, the mm -hmm. air the fire builds on itself and it goes, does, right? It, does, it yeah. creates its own air and you go. A hundred percent. So how many of you struggle to keep going, right? Oh, look at this. So here's another comment that I want to read. 
Um, I sometimes role play it and think that I'm great at what I'm trying to do already. And also that you were talking <laughs> about what, what you're talking about, Ryan's being of how all scientists were involved in almost all sciences in yeah. the beginning of things. Philosophers were scientists and mm -hmm. scientists were scientists, right? Scientists were philosophers. Scientists were philosophers. <laughs> scientists were philosophers. So I think um, that that idea of we can be all these things, like we can play around in this stuff, right? We can, and I don't know if that's really what you meant, but when I hear that, I think, right, what if we approached our work not so rigidly defined? What if we played in our work and thought about who, how would someone else see this? Who would the, what would the scientists say? What would the, this say? What okay. would that say? Okay, so there was a really funny meme like years back about how in the 18th century, some, some guy, some white guy, you know, would say, I had a thought in my bath. <laughs> Last night, I shall now write a treatise about it. And it's like the foundation of an entire school of philosophy. Anyway, and now, um, and now what it's like, but you know what's so interesting about that is the sense of privilege. And, space. The, and sp well, space, of course, space, but also privilege that there, it's hard to feel play when you feel like you are suffering imposter syndrome and every last word has to be defended right. to prove that you are legitimate. And I just did some interventions today where I, with both of them, I stopped and said, you do not, these are campus, you've been invited to a campus visit. You don't have to prove you're legitimate. They have already anointed you as legitimate by virtue of inviting you to the campus visit. So these, this defensive thing you're doing in your job talk, totally unnecessary. Anyway, uh, all that's to say that you that 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 imposter syndrome works against play. Feel it be having a marginalized identity works against play if you're always feeling like you're less than some ideal. Well, they, excuse me. I'm gonna I'm gonna just edit that a little bit. The identity was not one. Against it, the people's treatment of no, it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, yes. so, so when we if we think about that, right, and, and if we think about how do we keep something going, how do we keep that air, um, how do we keep a sense of um, joy? Because I'm sure you all have the experience of finally getting started on something and writing, and you sort of like grind to a halt, like the like you ran out of gas or like. The, the the electrical system went out on your car and it just went <laughs> show of hands on that one right so if if that's the case that means that the air got constricted or the fuel or one of the two if you're talking about this fire triangle you got it lit Hoo-hoo, here I go why do fires go out fires go out because they run out of fuel or they run out of air those are the two reasons they go out. So if you think of fuel as your own system or all the other things that we've talked about as fuel, right? We can talk about well, like input or, or um, ideas or whatever. Like I'm gonna, the fuel that keeps it going is I'm playing with all these ideas. But we have to, when it starts to wind down, you can stop and ask yourself, what is diminished me here? What have I lost? Because I've lost air or I've lost fuel, which means I may be tired I may be thirsty, I may be angry. Hydrate. <laughs> hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. But but then there's that also, I may just be having like some air sucking thoughts around here, mm -hmm. right? That imposter syndrome, which is what reminded me of it, mm. that imposter syndrome sucking away your joy mm -hmm. and that sense of I don't belong here. And, 
And and I I don't think I can say this. But I think the comment before about pretend like you know what you're doing, right? I'm gonna role play. Somebody at another group I was in the other day said, so there was this grant that they were offering at my university, this fellowship grant, and I wasn't gonna apply for it. And I said, why are you not gonna apply for it? Apply for it. And I wrote it the whole time like I had already gotten it. <laughs> like I already knew, um, like I knew what the hell I was talking about and I'd already got the grant. And then she got the grant mm. and the fellowship. That's and pretty cool. Two-year fellowship. And I thought, if if y'all could just, as your heir, swagger, right? Like walk around, think about what, like, I know what I'm doing. I'm an expert in my field and I know what I'm doing. Can be your heir when that starts to shrink down, right? Interesting comment. Um, my fire goes out when I hyper focus, which is really interesting. Yeah. ADHD. I need rest, which for me is usually time outside. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so you can see in that I want you all to like register that on a body level. If you were starting to struggle with your writing and I was there coaching you and I said, Well, the best intervention right now is for you to leave the house and go for an hour walk. I can guarantee you a massive percentage of you would go, I do not have time for a walk. <laughs> and you will double down on your work, do it less effectively, and have to do it again later because you had to double down because, damn it, you don't have time. You could go for a walk. In fact, you can go for a five-minute walk or a 10-minute walk, and that will refuel, like get some air. Mm, not to mention, you're not leaving your work. No, you're not. Right? You're heading out the door with all those thoughts in your head, mm-hmm. and you're taking a stroll. And for any of Right. And for any of you who have kids, you know, especially if you have still remember their little baby phase, their nine month to two year old phase, when they start crying or wouldn't settle down or wouldn't go to bed, change of venue, change of venue, get them out of the house, get them in a different room, start walking around, do anything, but just leave them there in the bed or leave them on the, you know, in their car seat going, I hate this. Like, let's just do something else, sweetheart. So you can do that with yourself. Let's do something else. Yeah. Um, so what? what's your air? You are the crying baby. You are the crying baby. Take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to write this anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't. Okay. Let's go do something else. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, you don't stop doing it. If, especially if you've been working on your work, you start, go for a walk and go wash the dishes or go do whatever. Paint some bunnies. Y'all are multi-level thinkers. It's not like you're, well, you know, washing the dishes has consumed my entire intellect. <laughs> I shall now cease to think about my project. Right. It doesn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of showers. Mm-hmm. They can get a lot of thinking done in the shower. Mm-hmm. Except for now, you know, the whole environmental thing. So stressful. I didn't say it'd be a long time. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, how to get over imposter syndrome. That's a, you know what? Thank you very much for that question. And we will discuss it in the next Facebook mm-hmm. Live. The next Facebook Live will be on imposter syndrome because we can't do five minutes on imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. So, you know, we are committed to doing these every week now, every Wednesday at this time. And and also it's going to be available as a podcast episode afterward. So, um, edited. yeah, but um, I'd love it if you guys would give us suggestions and questions and topics and so on. That would be great. And, you know, the, the, the comment here that says a friend once told me the writing process doesn't always happen when you're at your desk. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would argue the well, first of all, just a little pitch for my um, uh, 
my coaching that I have the, one of the, the um, most important um, things that I talk about with, with writers that I'm working with is to separate out the creative process so that there's, there's, there are steps to it and we try to do them all at once, right? We try to do ideation and conceptualization and production all, or creation all at the same time. So those folks who are sitting at their computer trying to sort out their ideas, trying to sort out the structure of it and write the words for it tend to really, really struggle. So that idea of it not happening at your desk, absolutely. Because ideating, like just thinking your thoughts through, you don't have to be in your office to do it. Especially now that we can take notes on our phone easily instead of having to carry around a notepad, right? You can just walk and think and say this thing and that. You can, there's a whole bunch of ways to do it, right? Um, so that's your challenge this week. For those of you who are here, who are part of the um, who are part of my coaching, I hope that's a little bit more nuanced, less nuanced. I don't know, some additions to the fire field. Can I ask you, uh, everyone, to give us actually reply to do a chat and say where did you find out about the Facebook Live? Was it yeah. Professor is out, Professor is in, Twitter, or email? email? Yeah, that would be super helpful for us. Um, and the person who asked how to join Professor is Out, that's just a Facebook page. It is a private one, so you have to ask to join, and we have to approve you. You should answer the questions, and then you'll get approved. So just a Facebook page. Lots of, um, either the, lots of, uh, lots of emails. Emails. All right. Um, Thank you. That's good. It's nice to know how we're reaching people, because we live in a bubble, because we don't, we're not a corporation that has um, some massive system behind us analyzing anything. We just have um, our thoughts. And chaos. Nobody analyzes anything. <laughs> we just have our impressions and we make them true. We're like America. I have an impression of the way the world works and that is now true. And don't argue with it. And keep repeating it until right. everything. Whiteness personified. Yes. Okay. Um, Why is it I always get my best ideas while shaving? All right, everybody. So thank you for joining us. Uh, tell your friends and neighbors that they can come and join us every Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, next Wednesday, and we'll put it in the emails that go out. That is so nice we're to talk be back. about imposter syndrome. Right? Talking to people, even if you don't like them, talking to people about your work is so rich. Do it. Um, all right. See you next Wednesday. All right. Bye, everybody.